0: Alumni Audio Lab. I am Doris Obrecht and you are listening to Alumni Audio Lab, a bi monthly podcast from the OEAD. This is the Central Service Centre for European and International Mobility and Cooperation Programs in the fields of education, science and research. In this podcast I talk with alumni of our organization who have all studied or done research in Austria. We talk about their life, their research, their background and sometimes also about current events and developments. My guest today comes from a country in the heart of Asia. It is known as the highest country on average in the world, geographically speaking. Seven of the ten highest mountains in the world are situated here, including Mount Everest. I'm pretty sure you all know now which one I'm talking about. Soni Baral from Nepal finished her PhD studies last year at the University of Natural Resources and Life Sciences at BOKU here in Vienna. She's a natural scientist specializing in mountain forestry and environmental economics. Her PhD thesis was funded by the APEAR program, which is the Austrian Partnership Program in Higher Education and Research for Development here in Austria. In this thesis, Sony analyzed community forestry in Nepal in the context of a green economy. We will talk about that later on for sure. Sony Baral, I'm very happy that you're participating in this podcast via Skype today. Welcome to the Alumni Audio Lab. Okay, thank you, Doris. Sony, your research, as I said, is all about the forests of Nepal and the people who are living there. You completed your master's degree in 2008 here in Vienna at Boku. Besides that, you are from Nepal, what fascinates you about the rural areas and the forests of Nepal so much? that you made it your main field of research?
1: Well, Doris, when I uh, grew up uh, in the uh, very remote area, like in a remote site, of, not very remote, but it's a remote site where we use the firewood. When I was very small, we used the firewood. I used to collect those also, so that I grew with associated with the jungles, nearby jungles. So that uh, one of the reasons is that because uh, I grew up with that, so I think that firstly is one of the areas of my choice. Another one is that because um, I really like the nature. I want to be the na- uh, nature conservationist. So that uh, I think I cho- uh, choose this subject. And uh, another one is uh, I applied for many subjects in which I could not get the scholarship at that time i was unable to receive the scholarship and uh, this is the field where i received the scholarship as you know that parents choose the place where you uh, you get the scholarship so this is the reason my journey started in the forestry sector so it's very very personal reasons actually yeah, yeah. when you grew up
0: there yes nearly half of nepal is covered by forest what role do these forests play in your country i mean in a social cultural scientific or even mythical way
1: what i see that because um, nepal is covered almost half by the forest i want to say that uh, nepalese people most of them are living with the forest they are living with the forest They think that uh, this is uh, the way of living, and uh, they survive with that. There are lots of ecosystem services, and even the timber, fuel wood, for various reasons they are dependent on that. The indigenous people who are living around, they live from the the support of the forest, for example, for the food, for the um, berries, And even for the timber, they sell the timber, and they they earn the money, and they uh, buy the food from that, and even from the fuel wood and the fodders and grasses. So there are lots of reasons that uh, indigenous people or whoever people living around the forest they depend on that. As you know that Nepal, we have a community forest, which is a cover around 40% of forest is covered by the community forest that is managed by the community peoples. Those people who are living around the forest, they can manage those forests so that they uh, really depend on that forest, not for one or two days, for every day, for the water, for fuel wood, and for all those reasons. That is one of the reasons that uh, Nepal's forest is very important for the indigenous people and people who are living around the forest. And next one is scientifically, it is also important. The reason behind why it is important is that Nepal altitude is uh, begin from the 56 meter to 4,448 meter. You know that because Nepal uh, altitude variation is very high within a very small uh, range. We are not big in the size, even though we are not big in the size. But um, we have a variation in the, variation in the landscape um, and uh, people depend for, for the medicinal plant in the high mountain where uh, you can find lots of medicinal plant which are very useful for various medicine. And even uh, we export the medicinal plant to China, India and um, beyond that as well. So that there are very much, uh, very valuable species are there. Uh, in the mm, uh, in the context of high mountain,
0: we'll talk about the forests a lot more later on. Um, I have a question before that um, you you started your studies with a bachelor's degree at the Tribhuvan University in Kathmandu. Uh, for your master's degree, you came to Austria. You already said you chose natural science because of the scholarship. When did you decide to leave Nepal to study? Why, and why did you choose Austria?
1: For my master's degree, why I chose Austria is one of the reasons is because I know from the my seniors that whoever they studied there, that Austria is a very beautiful place. I know from them. And another is uh, at that time when I uh, surf in the Internet, I found uh, this uh, scholarship opportunity. I don't know if that is luckily or what. I got that message or the call in the internet so that uh, I suppose that I need to apply here. Why not? uh, So that not only I, my husband and myself, both, we applied there. And because of that reason, I have been there. But after going to Austria, I feel that Austria is much more similar like Nepal, but not in case of development. I want to say because Austria is far better than Nepal. But uh, whatever the hills, small mountains and lots of things i really like there so that for that cause i applied for my phd again because i want to be there and mostly uh, i would love to say that that is my second home
0: uh, you finished your masters as well as your phd last the phd last year with distinction congratulations on that amazing achievement <laughs> Let's talk about your PhD topic. You already said it was about community forests play a very important role in Nepal. You wrote your thesis on towards a green economy and analysis of community forestry in Nepal. What is community forestry
1: about? Well, community forest is the forest area which is handed over to the people who are living around um, that periphery area. Actually, I want to share that uh, how the community first concept is generated and why Nepal is very famous in this and a little bit about that. Actually, uh, there was a one very, uh, what we can say that the theory of Himalaya, at that time, Nepal has a high Himalaya and Himalaya is degrading and there are lots of deforestation also at that time around 60s and 70s so all the degradation of the forest and even the deforestation will ca- will cause various hazards in nepal so that it will difficult for nepal to conserve the forest one is that reason another is there was changing in the political uh, socio economic what we call uh, political and socio economic context also at that time people are harvesting lots of uh, forest haphazardly and forest was under the power of the state so that people are using the forest habitually by that uh, state cannot control or conserve the forest so that state think that if we give the forest to themselves people will conserve that forest they will feel the ownership and they will um, they will conserve that forest so that in uh, 1970 70 75 and around 80s this concept was uh, seeded at that time and now it's growing now this concept is uh, growing now we already have uh, 22 266 forests community forests or more also now because this is the last few months back um, data. So we already have such uh, number of forests which are in a hectare, I I would like to say, each forest are in 50 to 100 hectare or more. So that you can imagine we already have 22,000 plus forests are handed over to the people. So that it's huge number of forests. And this is the um, time because uh, we are running in the 40 years plus in a 40 years plus time, uh, we already handle about such forest area and almost 40% area covered by the community forest and rest by the other forest like protected forests and other forest. What other forms of forest management
0: exist in Nepal? Is it protected forests? What else?
1: Yeah, we have a protected forest, a community forest, then leasehold forest, collaborative forest and buffer zone forest. Okay, so many different uh, types. These, uh, these are the forest, and beside that, also we have, do have the private forest, religious forest, also. And
0: who is in charge of the woods in these other
1: different forms? Yeah, for the state forest uh, and that that we call governing uh, government forest and the protected forest, government is in charge. Rest of the other forests are communities are in charge. Only the modality is different. Elisol forest is the forest. The forest handed over to the very poor people for the cultivation of the commercial and gas crop and utilized from that forest, but maintaining at least 20% of the forest cover.
0: Forestry as a scientific topic, it correlates with a lot of other fields like climate change, biodiversity, and different socio ecological as well as socio economic matters. Where lies your main focus?
1: Well, uh, regarding my research, um, I focus uh, within the community managed forest and uh, within that, I have seen that from the green economy lens. Yeah, and uh, uh, green economy refer for responsible doing of business in short. That is uh, by making the people well off, uh, but uh, not degrading the uh, ecological or environmental resources and also lowering the carbon emission. If we, if these three things are met, then the forest management will be towards the green economy. This is also one of the means towards the sustainable development goal, as well as forest sustainability. I have seen this in a long-term data, um, how our forest is managing from the ecological point of view and from economical point of view, and even from social point of view, And another is from the low carbon emission, how people are using the forest products like fuel load and how much carbon emission they are doing and what is the the trend of change. These are the things I have seen in my research so that from different perspective, my research cover the different perspective to meet the green economy, different areas need to be covered so that I also produce many papers to cover this. First one I would like to say is control over the tree harvesting. Who is the one to control over the tree harvesting? That is either the forest bureaucrats, I mean to say that who are working in the forest as government staffs or community people who manage the forest. So or the management plan, what is prepared to do? That that one is my first one and second is resource sustainability in ways. I have seen from different contexts, like forest stand condition, what is the stand condition over there, what type of species are there, next one, and what is the growth of the forest, and how how much the community are harvesting, is that the sustainable or not, is the second one. And third one is, I'm looking from the people, uh, human well-being perspective, and the social equity as well. Either the resources are distributed as per the social equity prospective or not. Or even in the procedural equity also I have seen in the procedure as well as in the distribution, both places, I have categorized the various goods which are found in the forest as a public, private, and the common goods. So within that, uh, which class of people within the different categories of people are benefiting from this? And finally, I came to the conclusion that from the public goods, from the private goods, people are benefiting more. The lower class people, I mean to say lower economic class people, so that community forests, they need to invest on that. And in the public goods, state state or local government has responsibility to invest. This is my findings of the third one. And uh, fourth one is low carbon emission. How people are consuming the energy, and then um, what are the socioeconomic factors that determine in consuming that, and how much emission they are do- doing, uh, and what is the reason behind the emission level decreasing and increasing. I have seen from that perspective, and finally, I have seen from appropriate policy option that what we can uh, give for the community managed forest that is forest management practices. What are the people doing there till from last 40 years? So, are they in a right manner or not? Or what um, scenario or the option, management option uh, or the strategy we can provide them? Is the community us in a way what we are doing is a right or not? We for this I analyzes that management option by using the export choice method that is multi criteria decision-making methods. From that, I produce almost uh, five papers directly and uh, other uh, three papers also in addition Mm -hmm. to that.
0: You said the community forest is managed by the community, but who is the community? Who is in charge? Are there committees or boards?
1: Yeah, the, uh, because government of uh, Nepal, it uh, hand over forest to the people who are located uh, nearby. And uh, within them also, there will be the committee. One is the user group, all the people who are living around. There will be the member and there will be the core board member. Yeah, you can understand as a board member of the 11 people like chairperson, vice chairperson and treasurer. And all those in the sequence, like uh, member secretary, other members, that is uh, representing by both male and female. They are the responsible one to uh, take many decisions and to manage the forest in taking the views of other people also. Are
0: are there as many men as women?
1: Oh, no, um, there are not as many men as women. At least 33% there should be the female. But uh, some of the forests are completely managed by female only as well there are some some of the already there are some of the cases and uh, one good thing of this community forest is that 30 to 50% of the fund uh, that goes for the community community development in which that fund will goes for the um, poor people for the various income generation activities as mm-hmm. well
0: you also looked at different types of forest management in your research and you discovered that the current system based on the on this more timber centric management is no longer contemporary you've indicated that there is an urgent need to replace it with a multiple use forestry method what do these
1: practices include as we have a diversity of people over here in Nepal most of most of the people who are living in the village they still depend on the forest for those people who are still depend on the forest for various causes. The forest cannot be timber centric. One. Another is for uh, Nepal's forest is very diverse forest, so that some can be used for the tourism, some can be used for the wetlands, some can be used for uh, ecosystem services. So there are various perspectives. So we cannot uh, see only from the timber-centric. And we are very rich in the biodiversity also, so that if we are timber-centric and just cutting the tree and just leaving the sea, one uh, or two seed uh, tree in a distance, so it will be difficult one of the reason is that another one is that because we are only focusing on the timber, how to generate the timber. So our focus or the, our management should be not only the timber. Uh, I would not say that uh, timber is not only one thing to take out from the forest. There are uh, various other chunks of ecosystem and other biodiversity. So we need to respect those things and we need to manage, uh, make the management plan according to all the resources, by considering all the resources, and then we need to implement that. That is my view. And that is uh, from the conclusion also, that is from the people's views also, even from the uh, data also. You already said it, that one aspect of your latest
0: research was to investigate the factors that affect fuel wood consumption and its relation to CO2, carbon dioxide emissions. What is this fuel wood used for in this community forest and how important is it?
1: In community forest, fuel wood is used for mainly the people, members of the community forest, they use fuel wood for the cooking the rice or cooking the food, whatever the food they cooked for themselves as well as for the cattle. For the cattle, one is one that. And even in the winter time, they will use that fuel wood for warming themselves as well. If the place is too cold, then this fuel wood and the small logs are used for heating themselves as well. So that fuel wood is very important in the countryside of Nepal.
0: And as we said, uh, half of the country is covered with forests. There is a very huge amount of fuel wood present there. But you, in your research, you recommend that, you, that fuel wood should not be used so much in the household so what are the disadvantages that are
1: presented by
0: the use of fuel wood
1: because my research focus in the green economy and uh, what uh, what i want to say is that one of the pillars of green economy is low carbon emission we need to focus on that whatever the means and i'm looking in the forest if i'm looking beyond the forest i would say that also if i'm using the energy um, unnecessarily i would have said that also but in case of forestry If we use the uh, fuel load, then it will emit the carbon on the one side and also it it will uh, affect the health also on the other side so that it is not good to use uh, the fuel load in case if there is there isn't any alternative. For that case, uh, fuel load is necessary to use but if there is other option like um, LPG gas and uh, even the hydropower, we are reaching the water resources. Nepal is reaching water resources, that is running water. So, the small hydropowers, even the solar, we can go with that also. So, why to use the uh, fuel wood in a uh, huge song? That is my view, and uh, my paper also draws such conclusion, I suppose. Mm-hmm. This fuel wood is
0: freely available also for the poorest people who are living in this region. Is there already a consciousness about the disadvantages that the use of this fuel poses
1: to human health and climate? Well, they are aware of that because we have various reasons. And some of the people which are in the middle remote area, they are aware of that. But those are in a very remote area where even the vehicle, I think there are few areas where even no vehicle has reached till now also. Those areas, there is no other alternative, alternative besides using that fuel load. So, uh, those people, I think they are not quite aware of that because they don't have other option also. If if somebody tells them to not to use a fuel load and it is harmful for your health because they will not listen. They need to feed their child, their family, and themselves. There is no other option. Yeah, what I want to say that the people who are living in the mid rains, no? They are neither the um, city areas, urban areas. They are sub-urban. Those people they know well about this, and uh, the people um, towards the remote also, but they are not in a very remote. They also know about the hazard of the uh, while using the timber. So those people they are aware and they are uh, they already converted to the uh, what we call biogas that is produced from the cattle um, and all, uh, other things. They use that things, and some are using, that is, uh, LPG gas.
0: Is there a bias between the urban and the
1: rural areas when it comes to CO2 emissions? Okay, this is not my areas, but even uh, I want to share with you that. Yeah, you are right, because people are using just the firewood to cook and uh, to heat themselves in the winter. We have a very... Uh, Short of winter, so that people use less firewood. But the, in the urban area, people are using various um, utensils, machines, and various things. So in the urban area, people are um, uh, emitting more uh, CO2 uh, in comparison to the rural areas. In case of Nepal, so, uh, the condition is same as of the Austria.
0: I have read or I have heard that Nepal is running a campaign to rid rural households of firewood and provide clean energy through mainly solar and small-scale hydro plants, hydro plants. by 2022. Um, there was the former executive director of the Alternative Energy Promotion Center, Ramprasad Tal. He said in an interview in 2019 that this campaign has effectively been meeting its annual targets so that they are in a very good way. Your research findings are in a rather significant contrast to this. How would you comment on this contradiction?
1: Yeah, we are promoting alternative energy in various places and even accessing the electricity as well. My findings do not contradict because my finding uh, was of the past, not with the future. Because our... uh, Government or the um, executive director of Alternative Energy and Promotion Center, he said that, um, that uh, by 2022 we will fulfill by uh, fulfill uh, the energy from the alternative energy or the from uh, or the electricity because if we see in the past we were very much lack of energy because uh, in every time we have a um, power cutoff and we are surviving with that. Now we have a full uh, power of the energy. We do not have that problem in the city areas. Even in the, what we call, uh, in the remote area also, we have uh, the electricity. And uh, our big hydropower are in the process of going to finish very soon, by two or three years, we'll have a a huge amount of uh, additional electricity. So that by seeing all this trend. And even we are promoting for the solar panel for uh, making the new houses uh, so that uh, I think he what we call he said his view or he put his view uh, to meet this target. Whatever we were doing and whatever we are doing and what is the plan for uh, 2020 by putting this all in in the mind. He said these views and um, because of this COVID, I think few of the constructional oaks, even in the hydropower and in solar, And other alternative energy promotion is now halting. But I think as soon as whenever the condition is normal, then it will continue. If it is not in 2020, it will be in 2025, I suppose. But
0: there are huge investments still necessary to do that. I've read about hundreds of billions of dollars. Um, Who will pay for that as a basis for the path towards achieving this green energy in Nepal?
1: Yeah, this is a very good question and um, I also have that in my ha- mind when, when I was talking before. Hey, for this, I think um, government has some plan for this and uh, another thing is uh, many countries are supporting for this. Whatever uh, the country supporting, for example, we have a green climate fund of 27 million in uh, this August. We received that fund. This is all because of We are doing the conservation so that we get that fund. And this will go for some of the climate stuff and even for this alternative energy or this this sort of things also uh, empowered from this fund, directly or indirectly also. Uh, Other than that, also, I think many countries, they they want to support for the hydropower. Even Norway is supporting for uh, us in hydropower. Many other countries are supporting. Austria is also supporting. Uh, in various ways, so that uh, I think from various means of support uh, within the government and within uh, from other uh, places as a grant, govern, government will fulfill.
0: Um, looking at your research, I can see that it has a strong social scientific component. How much social science do you see in applied natural sciences?
1: The country, uh, like developing country like Nepal, and other religious countries, either in Asia or in Africa. I think social science will support uh, in the natural applied science as well. I already told also uh, in my earlier view, view, people are interlinked with the natural resources. So whatever the, whatever the link is, they do have with that, with the linkage of the people with the natural resources without their knowledge, without their indigenous knowledge. What I mean to say is here is that people who are living there, for example, the they know the knowledge of the medicinal plant. Which medicinal plant is used for what? So that is also the fusion of social knowledge to the applied natural science. According to the, that, people are using that medicinal plan for the medicine. I think that society, uh, social component and natural component are interlinked. They cannot be apart from each other and uh, people are managing the resource so that you can see the social perspective is there and managing the resource, there is the natural perspective or the ecological perspective.
0: And you are currently enrolled in a bachelor's degree of law. How important is fundamental knowledge of law in your research area?
1: This because I'm working as a policy analysis or policy analyst and uh, I have been working in this field uh, since from uh, 2010 as a policy analyst for reviewing the policies in the forestry sector and developing the policies so that whenever uh, I review the policies and whenever I make those documents, I lack lots of things regarding the rules, laws and um, Those are the things which are very essential for me. While making the act, uh, I cannot be the member of uh, act making because those person who are, uh, who learn the law, they can make the uh, act. And um, there will be the two person from one from natural resources, one from the law um, who uh, studies the law. So that uh, why not uh, myself, if I learn the law, then uh, I am the one with the two knowledge so i think that i have a very enthusiasm to make some act some law and work with them or while developing while developing work in a team so that i thought that this is very useful for me and another is in the forestry field there are lots of such things happen some of the things people they gather the unnecessary th- things which are not what I can say that those things which cannot be extracted from the forest or from the government forest also, people are doing that. For such condition also, I need to know that which are the place, what people can do, and which place is under the which uh, jurisdiction. For knowing lots of things, and even in the office also, I need to know that uh, is this the things we can do under which provision, Uh, With laws, if we will uh, cross this law, what will happen? Many things are there uh, uh, Regarding the rules and regulation at least if I learn those things perfectly It can be used in my professional life even in my personal life. This is the uh, The subject of mine and interest of mine
0: Sony, we are coming to my last question where, where are you heading to in the future? More in the direction of policy making or more towards science?
1: I want to be a, an academician, as I told before. Just I received, I received the result. So this, this is the breaking news. I am selected as an associate professor in the Tribhuvan University of Nepal. Which
0: Congratulations.
1: Is the and I am the first lady forester as an associate professor in history oh. in the history of Nepal. Congratulations! Wow, this is very good news. Okay, thank you, Doris, and I carry on because I I also feel very good because I am talking with you and I got the result that is very good. This is very nice. Uh, we have a yeah. very good connection. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. And what, what what I want to say because I I am going to begin my career in the university as I told just now. Why I want to start my career in university is that uh, because I love imparting the knowledge. I want to share the knowledge, whatever I gain. Uh, This is pass on on me. Whatever the knowledge, if I gain the knowledge and if I could not impart to the other people, then what is of use? This is my main motto so that I want to impart the knowledge, whatever gain in Austria, know, Mainly from the OED and this uh, APR scholarship, whatever the knowledge I gain, I'll gain lots from there, from the Baku University, even uh, from the uh, APR programs, trainings, and I, I do have a uh, huge knowledge so that I want to um, deliver that knowledge with my students so that they can also benefit from that. One of the things is that next thing is I'll focus on the research because we have a very good knowledge. There are very good courses in theory, but we do not have a very good labs and even the practical classes. So that I'll focus on the technical part because I'm doing still I'm working in the research. Uh, in the University of Natural Resources and Life Science in Boku. Now also I'm with them, Doris, so I want to say that. I'm working with Professor Harald. It's still now we are working in papers. Just in uh, August, we completed, completed one and it is already published. And now we are working on the next. So it's in a very huge data of 300 cod species. And uh, I think by the end of this year, we'll come up with that paper as well so that I'm connected uh, with the research and I'm connected with the University of Natural Resources still now. And uh, I think uh, I'll be connected in future as well, because if I am going to enter uh, within the university so that definitely I'll connect with University of Natural Resources and Life Sciences from various perspectives. And regarding the policy, whatever the knowledge generated, they, uh, they will go as a evidence to the policymaker. So we generate the knowledge, we'll share to the policymaker uh, as a evidence. So according to that, we can frame the policy. Even as a representative of the educational institute, I can enforce in uh, making the policy for managing the forest or for uh, making the forest uh, more context specific because we need to revise as for the context so that at that time I can put my voice according to the knowledge base or research base so that um, there will be the link between the research policy and uh, education or teaching. Okay,
0: Sony, thank you so much. I wish you good luck in your new, pos- new position as an associate professor at Tribovan University. Thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate the time you have taken out of your very full schedule to speak with me. This was Sonny Baral, natural scientist in the area of mountain forestry and the green economy from Nepal. Thank you for listening to Alumni Audio Lab, a podcast of the OEAD. All previous episodes can be found at our website, which is oead.at slash alumni minus lab Alumni Audio Lab.